Welcome to the next edition of Fixed Interest, where we will be discussing Mexico. My name is Shali Shetty, and I'm a Managing Director and Head of Americas and Asia Sovereign Ratings at Fitch. Now, today I'm delighted to be joined by Carlos Morales, who is Director and Lead Analyst for Mexico at Fitch. Now, as background, we currently rate Mexico at triple B minus with a stable outlook. We last affirmed Mexico's ratings in June of this year. Now, Mexico's economy is proving to be resilient to the slowdown in the U.S., and there are reasons to believe that Mexico could benefit from the nearshoring trend that we are seeing in light of the U.S.-China tensions. Also, inflation is falling in Mexico amid a proactive tightening of monetary policy, and really contrary to historical patterns, uh, the Mexican peso has been appreciating this year even with lower oil prices compared to last year. Finally, Mexico is heading for important presidential and congressional elections next year, and we will obviously remain focused on their outcome and what that might mean for policy direction. Now, how the next administration confronts fiscal challenges, especially coming from Pemex, and also leverages on future opportunities, including nearshoring, would be important for the rating trajectory of Mexico. So, Carlos, let's begin with a growth on Mexico. Uh, so what is really behind the economic resilience that we're seeing in Mexico? And are there any near-term concerns that could affect growth? Thanks, Shelley. As you mentioned, Mexico's economic growth has been quite resilient, growing at about 3.7% in the first two quarters of this year. Robust economic activity appears to be broad-based. Strong external demand has sustained high manufacturing production, while remittances continue to grow at double digits on an annual basis. Nonetheless, challenges are looming in the horizon. We anticipate a continuous slowdown of the U.S. economy, which will affect the pace of exports and remittances inflows. On the domestic front, consumption has been supported by a rather robust labor market. Unemployment reached record level levels and real wages have significantly increased over the past year. Remittances are also funding consumption, although the steep appreciation of the Mexican peso over the past year has limited their purchasing power. Finally, investment growth stood out over the past months. While residential construction remains affected from pandemic-related disruptions, machinery and equipment has materially increased, with current levels at 20% above 2019 levels. This is a clear sign that Mexico's economy will start to benefit from the nearshoring phenomenon as companies begin to relocate to the country due to trade tensions between U.S. and China. So, Carlos, you mentioned about Mexico benefiting from nearshoring. So how are you seeing prospects evolving for Mexico in this regard? And what are the constraining factors? Also, from a rating perspective, uh, do you see scope for upward rating pressure in case uh, nearshoring leads to a material increase in growth prospects for Mexico? We view nearshoring as a great opportunity for Mexico's economic growth over the coming years. We have seen numerous signs of this. High industrial park occupancy along the U.S.-Mexico border, a steep increase of both real estate prices and wages in this region, and as I mentioned before, a significant increase of investment, particularly in machinery and equipment. We anticipate the macroeconomic benefit will materialize over the coming three to five years as investment plans from companies relocating to Mexico are executed. However, we're not expecting a structural growth improvement over the long-term horizon. The main challenges for Mexico to maximize these opportunities are related to infrastructure, including water availability, accessibility to clean energy at competitive prices, and red tape-related delays. At this point, we don't anticipate a positive rating action solely on the basis of, of nearshoring. However, we expect nearshoring to mitigate downside rating pressures 
as this phenomenon translates into improved growth prospects in the coming years. So, Carlos, pivoting to public finances, uh, obviously we've seen uh, a fall in oil prices compared to last year. We're also seeing higher borrowing costs and appreciation of the peso. Uh, and as a result of all this, uh, we have seen some uh, fiscal pressures develop in the first half of 2023. So the question really is how material is the deterioration and how do you see prospects for 2024, given that it's going to be an election year in Mexico? We have seen a deterioration of the fiscal deficit through the first half of the year, but this has not been materially different from our expectations when we last reviewed the rating in mid-June. We expected the fiscal deficit to reach just below 4% of GDP, resulting in only a marginal debt increase this year. The steep appreciation of the Mexican peso along with lower energy prices has resulted in a 36% real reduction of oil-related revenues as of June. However, this revenue fall has been compensated by the more than doubling of the gasoline tax collection as the government has rolled back the fiscal stimulus on gasoline prices. Tax collection has proved resilient as income tax increased by 3% in real terms. VAT collection, however, is lagging nominal GDP growth as higher than normal tax rebates are affecting collection. On the spending side, the restrictive monetary policy stance has resulted in a 30% increase in real terms of domestic borrowing cost. Finally, the government is eyeing to finish the large infrastructure projects this year, resulting in an increase of capital expenditures by 11% in real terms. We anticipate the government will continue to prioritize a stable debt-to-GDP ratio and has a space to delay investment spending or utilize fiscal buffers to avoid incurring into higher fiscal deficits, resulting in an increase of the debt-to-GDP. At this point, we're not foreseeing a material deterioration of the fiscal balance given the election schedule for June 2024. The government has maintained its commitment of a stable debt to GDP across the administration and has not shown any appetite to modify this policy ahead of the election cycle. So, Carlos, obviously another aspect that is important uh, for public finances is the federal government's uh, ongoing support for Pemex, uh, which obviously is a highly indebted company uh, with a weak financial profile. Uh, so how has that support evolved in recent years and what is your expectation for the remainder of 2023 and possibly even 2024? And can the government's ongoing support for Pemex begin to impact the sovereign rating of Mexico? We view Pemex as a continued liability to the federal government. Accordingly, we include a qualitative negative notch adjustment in Mexico's sovereign rating to reflect our expectation that ongoing support for Pemex affects public finances through a lower tax stake and or higher government debt burden. The federal government support has been substantial in recent years, amounting to $67 billion since 2019, or almost 4% of GDP in cumulative terms. This has included tax relief, the servicing of debt on behalf of the company, and financing of the Dos Bocas refinery project. It's worth highlighting that this administration managed to stop Pemex's upward debt trend in nominal terms that was seen between 2010 and 2018. Pemex debt is now at 7% of GDP compared to its peak of 10%. Our current base case scenario is that the government will continue to support Pemex with capital injections between 10 and $15 billion annually. This will be sufficient to cover Pemex debt amortizations of $4.1 billion in 2023 and $11.2 billion in 2024. We believe there is a very strong willingness from the government to continue to support Pemex liquidity 
to avoid any event of default in the company. However, we do not anticipate further deterioration of Mexico sovereign rating at this point as the need to support Pemex is already accounted in our sovereign rating assessment through the negative notch adjustment which we introduced in 2019. Now let's discuss politics. We are still about a year away from Mexico's 2024 presidential and congressional elections. What are the main risks associated with the election cycle? Do you see prospects for big deviations in policies after the elections? We don't anticipate major policy changes or political disruption from the incoming election cycle, although there is still limited visibility on who the final candidates will be and their actual policy agenda. While it is still early in the election cycle, election polls have shown a consistent lead for the official party Morena over opposition candidates, even when accounting for possible coalitions among the opposition parties. June's local election resulted in PRI's first gubernatorial election loss in the state of Mexico in over a century in favor of the Morena candidate. Morena now holds 21 out of the 32 governorships, signaling a strengthening of its political position. Nonetheless, opposition candidates are now emerging and some have had a strong popular support from the beginning of their campaign, although it remains early to tell if these will be able to shore up enough support to make for a competitive election. A key risk of the election cycle is that a stronger opposition results in policy promises that would permanently increase spending pressures. There seems to be a low appetite for making campaign promises around fiscal austerity. Another risk is the non-acceptance of the election result, which has happened in the past, although we view this as a very low probability event, and it remains uncertain if it would result in major economic disruptions. So before we end, can you discuss some of the rating sensitivities around Mexico's ratings, Carlos, uh, what it can lead to a positive rating action and what may lead to a downgrade of Mexico's ratings? We currently have a stable outlook on Mexico's rating, which means we don't see a high probability of moving the rating in the next 12 to 24 months. Having said that, Mexico's rating sensitivities are on macroeconomic prospects, public finances, and structural features. An improvement in growth prospects to a level closer to the BBB median would improve the rating, whereas a weakening of the policy framework negatively affecting growth would pose downside pressures on the rating. Addressing weaknesses in public finances via revenue-enhancing reforms that increase the confidence in a declining government debt path and a reduction in contingent liability risks related to Pemex would result in a positive rating action, whereas a marked upward trajectory in the debt-to-GDP ratio, either due to fiscal deterioration or weaker economic growth, would have a negative rating impact. And finally, a material improvement in governance for example, reflected in convergence in governance indicators closer to the rating category median, would also translate into a higher rating, and conversely, a deterioration in governance that results in political instability or undermines policymaking and the business climate would pose downside risk to the rating. Thanks a lot, Carlos, for your insights. Uh, Thank you for listening, and for more on Mexico, you can access our research on our website, fitchratings.com. Hope you will join us in the next Fixed Interest podcast. Thank you.